I'm proud of you. You made it all the way through. I did. It was touch and go there now. You didn't fall asleep. It's touch and go. <laughs> it's when it was 11 in the second half, I was like, dude, it was a seven o'clock game. Come on now. I was way past my bedtime. <laughs> 730. Did I get home? 1030? It was late. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I ended up getting home around. I, I want to say I got home around 1030. Well, because I, you know, sticking around for the post game, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was a spicy game. So. Yeah, but when we were walking out, I was I was a good post. I had the, I had this realization. I'm like, oh, you're here still. Yeah, so proud of you. Yeah, so did Kevin. Kevin was proud too. <laughs> anyway. All right, we have a lot of things to get to. Let's do it. So let's do it. Oh gee. Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias inside Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Print assessment, document management, the cloud. You might not know what the cloud does, but they do, Joe. So get that assessment today. Go to copiers-plus.com. Your assessment on Wake Forest, NC State last night. A little bit of a sleepy crowd. A little bit of a one of those... Oh, here we go again. And then Kevin Keats gets tossed. And I thought the demeanor changed for just about everybody. And it ended up being a pretty entertaining second half. Whale of a game. Yeah, man. Also a, a tale of two halves there. Yeah. I, I thought Steve Forbes actually surmised that one properly. Oh, he was pissed. First half. They look good. Mm-hmm. Moving the ball around. I, I love their starting five. I love the way that they move the ball. Uh, you know, Boopy Miller. How do you not like a guy named Boopy? And then, you know, Efton Reed was really kind of controlling things in the middle. They had a plan for DJ Burns, who was also under the weather, but certainly wasn't the guy who scored 35 on them last year in Winston-Salem. Yeah. You know, you got to feel really good up 45-35 at the half. And then, you know, Kevin's ejected with what, three or four minutes left? In yeah, the there first was half. like 3.30 left in the first half. Yeah, so, you know, you're, you got to be feeling pretty good. State didn't make a three. Right. So I was and DJ is not playing well. So you got to be sitting here thinking, well, how are we going to lose this game? DJ, DJ Burns is literally yakking in a can in the tunnel, dude. Like it was a weird night uh, all around. You mentioned not making a three. They took eight threes. And I was as I was walking on the fifth floor at PNC, they, they pipe in the, the Wolfpack radio network and Gary Hahn and Tony Haynes were talking about the fact that they hadn't made a three. And I just kind of caught a, a, a brief moment of it where Gary was saying something along the lines of, or maybe it was Tony saying something along the lines of, yeah, it's been like 200 and 290 some odd games since they won a game or had a game without making a three pointer. As I joked on social media last night, trying to win a game without making a three pointer, let alone only eight three point attempts. It's like playing Goldeneye, license to kill slappers only. Like you're making it difficult on yourself, but there's another stat I'll bring up in a second uh, that illustrates how NC state ultimately won that game. But that was a, you line that up, you're probably thinking, man, that's not going NC State's way. NC State's not a good three-point shooting team. No. So if you're not a good shoot, good three-point shooting team, stop taking threes. Their their previous season low in attempts was 17 mm-hmm. against Charleston Southern and you know the disaster at Notre Dame that they ended up pulling out. So only taking eight, that's smart basketball. Taking the ball to the basket is smart basketball. Getting uh, the minutes that they get out of Modiar last night. I thought he was really the unsung hero again. Mm-hmm. Second time I'm pointing this out in an ACC game that I thought Modiara was the MVP of the game. 
And Ben Middlebrooks, the, the the offensive production from Ben Middlebrooks, in addition to the defense that he was playing. And then DJ Horn having the wherewithal. He missed a couple of threes, kick out threes that I thought, ooh, that's not good. Having the wherewithal to understand, use the big screen from the big guys. Come off the screen, use your mid-range game, score the points that he did, finishes with 21 points. He has really emerged now as their bus driver. So Brian Geisinger, our friend, does a lot of a lot of nerdy, wonky basketball stuff. And I say that in the most loving yeah. way possible. Geisinger is all about that stuff. And he pointed out that NC State scoring 1.11 points per possession despite 0 of 8 from 3. He says it's wild. 29 of 46 from 2, 63% shooting percentage from 2, including 23 unassisted 2s with a 21% assist rate. Pretty special mid-range shooting by DJ Horn. Pointed out that Horn went 9 of 15, 60% from two, including nine of 13 away from the rim, seven of eight inside the paint, but outside the restricted. There are a lot of ways to win basketball games. Yes, That's certainly one of them. Yes. That's certainly one <laughs> of them. So, no, you had to have help from Wake with yes. 16 turnovers. See, that's the other end of this. And this is but something part that of that is your defense, too. You and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. And we got that sense from Steve Forbes, the Wake Forest head coach, about he looks at this group as a as a special group. Yeah. Like this is a group that can make the NCAA tournament. Obviously, it's a group that he feels that can truly compete in the ACC. And again, you can see that by the standings. Uh, it's a very old school throwback top of the ACC standings with NC State and UNC and Duke and Wake Forest, et cetera. Right. That's great. I mean, the le- sorry. I mean, it might it might upset our Virginia friends, but the league is better when the big four is cooking. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how else to put it. And games like that and last room for the Virginia teams too. You're right. I'm not. I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing <laughs> it's the with interlopers you. that bother me. <laughs> I'm with you on that. But you know, last night, if you're if you're an old head and you watch that game in the second half, you were absolutely feeling it in the building. And I'm sure if you're at home watching it, you were feeling it because it was, nice. it was spicy. That's yeah. a lot of fun, and that only happens when you've got these big four teams cooking at a particular level. But the problem that I have with Wake, and I think a problem that a lot of Wake Forest fans have with the Demon Deacons, is related to closing. And the issue with closing comes down to your defense. Um, They were kind of, you know, speaking of throwing up, they were kind of throwing up on themselves. Steve Forbes talked about it last night. Like, they upped, NC State upped their defensive pressure. He gave him credit. But he's like, come on, we can't dribble? You were dribbling. I mean, all sorts of things that were mistakes, but NC State put him in that position. Wake's got to find a better way to get out of that because I saw something similar against Florida State on the road in Tallahassee earlier in the year. Yeah, I mean, State is elite defensively when it's Marcel, Taylor, Middlebrooks, Diara on the floor. Yeah. Like that's talking about old players, you're talking Mm -hmm. about big, long, athletic players. Like, you know, Taylor in particular comes up with the play of the game on the turnover on Boopy Miller when State finally took the lead 70 to 69. Like that was the play of the game to me. And we talk a lot about knowing your roles. We talk a lot about a coach's number one job is making sure that the players know their roles. Here we are on January 17th. And mm-hmm. I think it's fairly clear that now NC State's players know their roles. Yeah. And again, you look at this box score and uh, you see DJ Burns. Now he was sick. 20 minutes. That is his sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And as Kevin pointed out, still scored 10 points. Like he still had his oh, he was contribution. Like he was there, were, there, there were still moments for him. But to me, the real revelation for state is Diara and Middlebrooks figuring out mm-hmm. their roles. And in a way they're not complaining. It's like, okay, well, what do you need for me tonight? Diara with 13 freaking boards in 24 minutes. He, he changed the tenor of the game. 
I know you're going to talk about this a lot more with Scott Wood on Law yeah. of the Wolf. I know you guys are recording that today, so be on the lookout for a new episode of Law of the Wolf on your favorite podcast platforms and, of course, on our YouTube channel. Speaking of Kevin Keats, uh, he was clearly feeling it last night, and I'm wondering if Kevin Keats, A, is a podcast listener, B, if he is, has he given us five stars? So he got ejected. This is now the second time he's been ejected this season, mm -hmm. and you brought it up that he's been racking them up, and I followed up. Racking them up this year. Yeah. They're this racking them up this year. Well, hey, I'm fighting more. <laughs> fighting more. You guys like fighting, don't you? Well, I'm picking up on a theme. If I'm wrong on that, tell me. But you start off with you wrote we needed this one, not yeah. getting a lot of credit. The yeah. I mean, yeah. am I wrong on that? Team? Yeah, no question. We're we're the least talked about uh, team in the league. That was four and one. We were the least talked about team that was three and zero. Oh. You know, we got our our area has really good basketball, and you know, I'm, I'm talking about Duke, Carolina, and Wake. And I told our team we're the least talked about out of everybody. But when you pull up the stats, we got the same record as everybody. So it's a fight. But what happens when they do start talking about you? Nothing. We're going to do the same thing. Like, here's what I will tell you, Joe. This team is so locked in to what we do. Nothing that anybody says on the outside is going to define how we play. It, you guys are going to write whatever you want to write regardless. you got a story to write. It's completely up to you. I understand. Podcast. That part of it. We'll podcast. We'll podcast it, yes. <laughs> you will podcast it. But we're going we're gonna to just play, and, and we'll figure it out at the end. I was told, like, Kevin, I haven't written in like six years, man. <laughs> if that. You can post game. Well, you pointed out to him after the fact that, um, you know, because he was apparently, I guess, in his office watching the game, but he didn't see the final sequence of what was going yeah, the, on. The Wi-Fi went out. Yeah, and you brought this up. You've never been more like us than the Wi-Fi went out on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it the building joke? <laughs> I mean, well, welcome to our world. Is that a shot of Craig in the building? <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not Craig's fault. Yeah. Craig, Craig wants to wrap it up. Shit, I almost stay here for about 10 more questions. You know? It's just fun, man. I mean, like, listen, hey, I'm tired of this shit, man. I'm tired of I'm tired of people talking about how we ain't tough enough. Wait, hey, we're pretty damn tough today, right? Okay? I'm not going to go get any bourbon because I don't drink, but it was a hell of a nightfall. <laughs> so that was Kevin Keats as he closed things out. The Craig he's referring to is Craig Hamill, who is uh, part of the Athletic Department Communications, the SID. and. It's interesting. We we talked about State, Keats, the Herb Zone following the loss to Carolina. And I know you and Brownlow talked about this as well in relation to one thing that Dave Doran has evolved into is giving the, the fans the red meat. Give the people what they want. It looks like Kevin is, A, giving the people what they want and leaning into that. Now, you got to back that up with the wins. Sure. But, yeah, man, this is what... Know, know your audience, right? That's, that's, that's always a key part of what you do in anything. You got to know your audience. <laughs> and, you know, there's a reason why State fans absolutely love Debbie Yao because Debbie Yao understood the audience. It took Dave Dorn a bit to understand his audience. Now that he does, he's given the people what they want. And I think Keats, I don't know, maybe, maybe this group and the toughness that, that they display is allowing Keats to go out there and say things like that because he's not faking it. Like he truly believes that this team is a tough team. They are going to fight. 
say what you want about the prettiness of the wins or the losses or whatever, but they're going to fight. Sometimes that's all you have to ask for. And if Keats is going to fire it up like that, hey, man, let's see how the rest of the season goes. First time since they won the league in 89 that they're 5-1 and one in the league. That's crazy. It's a different schedule. That's crazy. It's not round robin. It's not exactly now, the same thing, but 35 years is 35 years. I am I am curious, though. I, I want to break this down a little bit. Do you have the screen up so you can yeah. watch this? Okay, so Keats, this, is, this was pulled from the television. So Keats gets ejected, and... Um, so there's I mean, no call there on the Parker take. Then he he's now out on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, that's going to get a tee. Yep. But here's the part that I want to focus on that I thought was interesting. So he's got to be held back, but here comes the shoulder move, right? Whoop! Right? Like, look at that. Like, I want to play that back. Let's play that back. Look at that. Whoop! I love that. Now, he didn't quite get fully under the arm. Not the best swim move. Probably a little bit more technique. Some reps, I don't know, maybe go on over to the football facility. A little bit of a rip. Yeah. I don't know, like contact Tony Gibson and be like, all right, well, how can I improve this move to get past my guy? Right. So I thought that was interesting, but and people like, oh man, look at that move. I'm like, but I've seen it better. I've seen a better first step, an explosive first step, Joe. And you know who did that? Our guy, Elliot Avent back in 2016. This was in what? Tell the, me you have this. This was the regional. Yeah. Against, uh, was against what? Uh, Coastal Carolina, the right? shots, baby. So I forgot why Avent was mad. Was it a non-call on a strike or something like that? Uh, he was arguing balls and strikes. Balls and strikes. Okay. Yeah. So here's Avent, you know, in a classic baseball in the, in an ump's face. He's going to get tossed here. All right, here we go. He gets to bam. Look at that. <laughs> look at that move. Look that, at look that. That's... Keep in mind, he had been bitten by a snake previous to this and this is why he still had the limp so he was still- <laughs> that's right he was limping there he was now so if i'm going <laughs> nc state coaches if i'm going nc state coaches on uh, on their ability to evade the defender avent still tops avent still tops yeah so and our, our friend tim peeler pointed out speaking of ejections that the last time somebody got ejected in pnc arena was actually chris corciani and tom gugliata mm-hmm. which of course ended up getting us to a coach ejection Eventually, Carl Hess ejecting Mark uh, Mark Gottfried, but that wasn't at PNC Arena. No, he didn't get ejected. He just I got th- technical. I thought he got ejected at Reynolds Coliseum. No, just, just a technical. Yeah. Okay. Well, then there you go. Then that stands. Yes, that stands. One other note from last night that has the internet blowing up. It's got the people going. The birds. DJ Horn. Mark Armstrong pulled this off the TV. At first, you know. Let me mute this here real quick. At first, I was curious about, like, who was he actually giving the double bird to? Was it at Wake Forest in general? But then when you look at that angle, it's fairly obvious he's he's providing a double bird to the official after a very spicy night at PNC Arena. And eventually, you should be noted, that's not Jeffrey Anderson, the one who was no, calling all. That's, no, it's uh, not. It's not. Uh, Horn clearly understanding that it got caught on camera. And he tweeted this out. My sincere apologies for what happened at the end of the game. I got caught up in the heat of the moment and made a disrespectful gesture that I should never have done. That's not who I am. Fine. It's an apology. My curiosity is if it was directed towards the official dude, you can't do that. You owned up to it. Sure. My curiosity is, will the ACC do anything about this? It'll be interesting. Should they do anything about it? Yeah, I mean, you can't. You can't. can't yeah. In the course of the like, if game you're like it's, for me, if it was in the context of you're you're flipping the bird at Wake Forest, 
If you're doing it in the direction of the bench, maybe. I'm like, okay, here yeah. the moment. Those are people jawing at each other. Don't do anything about it. Handle it internally. Keep it moving. You know, maybe apologize for, hey, you know what? I should have kept a cooler head, whatever. I shouldn't have flipped off the bench or something like that. Once you do it towards the officials, as it appears on that video, he was doing it towards the officials and he even kind of owns it. At that point, yeah, the line's been crossed and there's probably some consequence for your actions. I don't think it should be some crazy punishment for it, but if he ends up having to, I don't know, sit a half or maybe even a full game for that, it wouldn't surprise me. And I think everybody would understand, yeah, that's something that had to happen. I did that once. What? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Not the official, because uh-huh. you would get thrown out for that. Uh-huh. We played, so in New Jersey, basketball, our conference was mostly white. Our school was mostly white. Our conference was mostly white. Okay. But there were three schools that were in Newark that we regularly played against. They were in our conference. So Clifford Scott was one of them. And I remember we played a day game there once. Like it was usually we played at night, but we played for some reason, played like an afternoon game there. And we were coming off the court at halftime and they had a very vibrant student section obviously they were all black and my team was all white Mm -hmm. and they were talking trash along racial lines. And I was just like, you know what? You know, I I gave them this and my coach was like, what on (laughs) earth are you doing? And I was like, where they were, they were calling us names. He's like, that is not the answer. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) Live and you learn, Joe live and you learn. We've now made it even easier to donate to Ovius and Gilio. Because apparently two clicks was too much for Gilio. I love your McClatchy energy with this, by the way. I love it. I mean, we have people reaching out to us who want to give us money. Let's make it effing harder. Let's let's make sure we can't take the money from the people. We already had one person on the social media say, thank you. For making it easier to give you money. Well, we had one listener point out. Yeah, and I say I'm with Ovias because it literally took you. It, looked two, <laughs> it took two clicks, but now it takes three clicks. It takes three clicks because all you have to do is go to ogtrianglemedia.com. Ooh, it'll take you. Is there a big button? Hometown Realty style. It, it you go to o, you go to ogtrianglemedia.com. It takes you directly to Red Circles donation page. Perfect, and you can choose one time or recurring. Boom. Take it all. Yes. So there you go. Help fund us to the ACC tournament. We're not kidding, by the way. No. Hotels ain't <laughs> cheap. So if you want to help us go to the ACC tournament, go to ogtrianglemedia.com and click that donation. But we've, we have a lot of people who have been donating. Yes. A lot of people who have recurring. We've made the effort. Yes. And who have made that it effort. Easier. And we salute you. We do actually thank you for that. Uh, we thank people who have signed up for the Tecmo Super Bowl tournament. We do have some spots. So go to um, just email us, the OG goes digital at gmail.com. Uh, tell us you want to participate in the Tecmo Bowl Super Term, the Tecmo Super Bowl tournament at Shady's Sunday, February 4th. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. $25 to enter, cash prizes to the winner. It'll be a lot of fun. Even if you don't want to play, just come see us at Shady's. Yeah. Come hang out. Come have a beer not? or some bourbon. I think we've, uh, I think we've convinced Brian Lowe and Demetri to hang out with us. 
We have. You might see Dimitri's new uh, Little Debbie oatmeal pie tattoo. Tattoo. In honor of Nick Saban. That we workshopped on this program. And Indeed. Speaking of workshopping things, Jamie over at Breaking Tea uh, texted me this morning wondering if there was like a thing to do with NC State's spicy win over Wake Forest last night. Now, NC State's not going to approve like a little Mr. Wolf with the double birds. Like that's not going to happen. How about DJ double birds? Maybe. Or maybe it's DJ vomiting in a can. I have no idea because I know that was a thing last night. But in the meantime, you can buy all sorts of great stuff at breakingtea.com slash OG. You can buy our merch. What? What are you laughing at? I don't think anybody wants to buy a shirt of somebody throwing up, Joe. Joe, what have I always <laughs> told you? What have I always told you? There's there's something out there for everyone. Everyone right. has something on the internet. Just like I've been workshopping a triangle media t-shirt that's like a satanic ritual. Because, mm. you know, we're part of the Illuminati, right? Mm. Anyway, go to breakingtea.com slash OG. Uh, to buy your merch. Speaking of that Tech Mode Super Bowl tournament, big thanks to Whitaker and Hamer. They're helping us out with that uh, with their spot Shady's in downtown Garner. If you find yourself needing legal advice, legal needs, Whitaker and Hamer can help you out. So check them out. WH.lawyer. Yeah, maybe you have a stray reckless driving ticket. Perhaps. You probably didn't really earn or deserve, but you still have <laughs> to fight in court. <laughs> Speaking of there's something for everyone that includes houses you know people have a particular wants and needs when it comes to, maybe you want something retro maybe you want new construction maybe you want to take advantage of the fact that the rates are coming down right now and you want to get ahead of the frenzy and that's where hometown realty can come in check them out online at myhtr.com such a great website myhtr.com toggle right in the middle buy sell all you gotta go is go to the top of that page and you can calculate it's hometown realty myhtr.com buy sell calculate Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline is Luke DeCock. Are you as tired as ACC officials are? How many games in a row have you worked? I'm not, but I flew from London to Raleigh on Monday, so I feel like an ACC official. Mm. I felt like an ACC official on Tuesday. You know, it, I got up, got a workout in, went over to the game. Um, did not have to get up for a 6 a.m. flight today, but mm -hmm. uh, it's a yes, I am. How are your How are your high knees? You know, you can get those things up. Can you be yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm more thing? of a Jamie Lucky walking on glass type of runner. So my knees don't get as high. But, uh, You're ahead of Jamie. Come on. Oh, no. But you know what? I, nothing but respect to ACC official Jamie Lucky, who if you look at all the other officials, he's the one with the drawstring pants. He is going full comfort on the court. Yeah, and I salute him he's, for that. Yes. Stealing money. A salute for that. But this, you know, when when people want to complain about officiating like they did last night, there's a couple different things, and I'm, I'm not faulting people for complaining about officiating. Is that sometimes we don't want to get to the root issue of officiating. These dudes are worked, man. They're tired, and it might lead to a night like last night. Yeah, I mean, look, Jeffrey Anderson's going to be at the Final Four, whether State and Wake fans like it or not. Uh, this is a guy who's worked a lot of Final Fours. He's one of the best referees in the country. I think there were actually two problems last night, um, which resulted in him sort of taking over the game. Um, one is due to weather or COVID or whatever, uh, Clarence Armstrong, who's a veteran ref who was originally scheduled to work that game, got swapped out for Trey Styons, who's a, a younger upper up and coming ref, who's the son of longtime ACC ref, Ramey Styons. Uh, so when that happens, sometimes um, Jeb Hartness was the third referee, who's sort of a, a, a veteran, sort of middle tier guy. Uh, when you have a really experienced um, veteran ref, there could be a, a sort of tendency to kind of try to, to, to orchestrate. 
Um, so you get a situation where one ref, it feels like one ref is making most of the calls. And what happens is sometimes younger referees will defer to that person. And you see that dynamic sometimes. Um, it's not, it's not uncommon. It's not, it's, it's not something you, you don't see. The other one is, yeah, you know, Jeffrey Anderson is coming back from the West coast, worked Minnesota the night before was on a long California trip, working his eighth straight day and two coasts. Um, it's a lot, but the problem is the system is incentivized for these guys to work as much as they can. They get paid by the game. You know, I flipped on the Santa Clara Gonzaga game to see if Herb could pull it off. And Roger Ayers is working that game. I literally seen him 24 hours before working state Carolina. So he got on a plane and flew to Santa Clara and worked that game with Jeffrey Anderson. Uh, and then, you know, is, is now back working games on the East coast. He at least had a day off after that. I think he worked the, uh, Notre Dame game in South Bend. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you go on Ken Palm and look at these schedules, as I see Joe did a few minutes before we, you know, the, 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 this morning anyway, um, you know, you can see this, you can see it. And if you look at someone like Roger Ayer's schedule, you'll see he has a regular procession of ACC games, maybe four, three to four ACC games a week. But these guys are independent contractors and they can go in and fill in the blanks in those schedules with games that other conferences have available. And the ACC does that and fills in gaps in its schedule with guys from other conferences. Uh, and, and it's just when they're independent contractors, they are incentivized to work as often as they can. They're paying for their own travel. So there's nobody to object with the idea of, you know, are you going to go Clemson, Dallas, Seattle, Orano, Maine, Chicago, Detroit, like there's nobody to say, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Um, and then you get into the whole sort of Pandora's box of, well, should the conferences employ officials and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. The conferences don't want to employ them and the officials don't want to be employed. So you've got a lot of sort of disincentives to do that. So um, and the third part of that is, OK, let's say you control their schedules and these top officials work less games. That means schools lower down the total pole are going to get worse officials on a regular basis. So the general perception in the world of college basketball is you live with a guy working his eighth game in eight nights because there aren't enough good referees to go around. One other note about officiating, you know, maybe things would be easier if there was, for lack of a better term, accountability. You know, if players talk after the game and coaches talk after the game, you know, maybe, maybe I'd like to hear the reasoning behind a quick double tech on Kevin Keats. I'd like to get, all right, why did, you know, why did that end sequence? To me, I would have just been fine with the officials telling Ben Middlebrooks uh, to just, hey, chill out, chill the hell out. And nothing gets called. Why did nobody get multiple technicals? Why was Mo Diar ejected with one technical? Right. I was digging through the rule book to figure out how that could happen and then got texted by a source. No, no, you can eject a guy with one technical. I was like, well, well the rule book is unclear on that. Well, the fact that somebody has to text you on that and you just can't, you know, ask officials after the fact, I mean, maybe that maybe that would change some things. Maybe that would change I, I, some options. I actually had less of a problem with the end game stuff because it ended ultimately ended up working out to be Middlebrooks, his proxy was able to finish the end one yeah. and then the other texts came out in the wash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should have mm-hmm. because, you know, Salas had initiated with Middlebrooks and then Diara initiated with Salas. So they should be gone. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any problem with, and, and, and you've got a game that's been chipping. forever. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's forever. I, mean, I, I was at the Everton Aston Villa game at goodness and park on Sunday. I sat through a five minute VAR delay. Oh. And then I'm reliving a five minute monitor delay as they try to figure out who they actually called the technicals on. My, my question for the, for a pool reporter would have been, yes. The first thing about why was the second technical so quick for Kevin Keats? Did he say something? Why wasn't he given the leeway that a technical coach 
usually says. Go ahead, Joe. Since you and I were in uh, Josh Goodson's seats, thanks to our good friends at RTP Mortgage, <laughs> we were in row H. We were behind the scorer's table. And you and I, in real time, saw Kevin get the first technical. We said, okay, comes out on the court. That's a that's a bing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All of a sudden, we're both within what? 20 feet of this going on? 15 yards, yeah. I mean, yeah. And there were no curse words. There were no magic words involved. No, you did not both, say that one word that's a no-no with umpires. That's for sure. Right. We both looked at each other like, did he just give him a second technical? Like, yeah. I, I, just as Kevin said after the game, totally get the first one, earned it. Mm-hmm. That one's mine. Yeah. Yep. The second one was like, the second one was the very definition of, hey, man, shit, I was in Minneapolis last <laughs> night. And, buddy, uh, I ain't on the team charter. And, by the way, I was in California the night before. Yeah. So, yeah. and here I am in Raleigh, and, and I'm just happy the airport is 15 minutes from the arena as opposed to, you know, the sojourn I had to take to yeah. get to the Stanford uh, Maples Pavilion. Right. That had the feel of if you guys don't stop fighting, I'm going to stop this car and we're going to yeah, turn right I mean, around. I mean, look, my initial thought was <laughs> Kevin Keats was sick and he just didn't really feel like sitting out there. Yeah. The workshop that. Sure, I mean, you're in possible, but then Throw Kevin me out Keats, of this game. Like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm tired. I don't want to do yeah. this. Old, like, Norman, old Normandale. But uh, instead, you know, he hung out and, um, you know, he, he was there and he fired up the crowd after the fact and everything else. So yeah. to, to your point about pool reports, though, I wrote about this last year, I think after the Virginia Duke shenanigans where they ruled that the foul occurred after the whistle, but on a shot that occurred before the buzzer and blah, blah, blah. And we couldn't get any clarity on that for like 12 hours. And yeah. every time this happens, someone says, well, you know, the ACC has a pool reporter policy. You have to go to the home SID and. Do you know what home SIDs are doing in the 90 seconds after a game when you have to get to them to request a pool reporter because the officials are going to be off to the Marriott in like yeah. nine minutes? Yeah, they're busy. Yeah. They're doing other things. The ACC needs a workable pool reporter policy that does not involve people who have other responsibilities. And that's the NCAA tournament. They have a media coordinator who sits there on press row and does things like if they need a pool reporter, goes and make sure the officials don't leave. Asking home SIDs to do it is unfair to them because they got to get their coach out to the radio interview. They got to get their tell with their players, which players are doing media. They got to make sure the box score is not screwed up and the printer isn't broken. They got a million things to do. Asking them to go wrangle a referee on short notice. Um, I I've never asked for a pool reporter. I may have once and been told that the referees were already gone is my best record, best recollection, but that's because it's a flawed system. And for the ACC to say, to hide behind, oh, we have a pool reporter because they have an unworkable protocol in place is not a is not a good answer. And I don't I don't blame like the ACC, you know, Andy over at the ACC who has to text people and tell them, well, actually, we have a pool reporter policy. I blame the people who wrote the policy who don't mm-hmm. understand what SIDs do. I suspect they should just have a standard procedure for ejections and technicals. Yeah, and, and you know, the AP the AP writer or senior writer present should just assume. And the home SID should just assume that they're going to have a be able to ask the referee what was the. I mean, I, I just want to ask Jeffrey Anderson, can you explain how you handed out the technicals in the last sequence? And the answer is going to be we felt that Ben Middlebrooks and Hunter Salas initiated contact with each other, and then Salas and, Ma, and Muhammad Diara headbutted each other, and we felt that was a mutual headbutt. And we is, issued a technical to Salas for the initial incident and a technical to Salas for the second incident. We issued a technical to Ben Middlebrooks for initiating contact with Salas, and we issued a technical foul, a flagrant two-contact technical foul to Modiara for the headbutt 
So he was ejected after one technical foul. Literally, I would walk back to the press room, type that up, email that to Craig Hamill at NC State. He emails that to everybody, and it's not an issue. And we're probably talking less about Jeffrey Anderson this morning and his wonderful high knees, and I still want to know, does he run that way on the treadmill? Got to get your reps in somehow, right? His Phoebe Central Park running. I just want to see his. I want to see his Fitbit at the end of the night. Is he is he getting extra credit for that? Is he getting extra? So. Credit? I mean, like, yeah. Oh. I mean, my, my Garmin doesn't give me credit for. It'll track like you're running. Oh, ahead, my, my my Garmin my my Garmin will tell me that I've accomplished my steps goal while I'm driving. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a little. It's it's time for an update. This thing's a little bit on the old side. Lost in all of this official talk. That was a nice basketball game. It was time. like oh, it a regular been. season basketball game with some stakes yeah, and some, some heat and hey, two teams at, that didn't really like each other. Look at the standing coaches. Yeah. EJ Horn flipping the double bird and hoping yeah. no one was going to see him. Like, yeah. welcome to big time basketball, DJ. Was DJ Horn was the best hey. quarter of the night among all of them. Was it? Have an you ever been in a crazy game like that? I played, for, I played for Bobby Hurley. It kind of happens a lot. Was it an ACC network game though? Luke, I mean, it's chances are the camera might not have caught it. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, maybe his odds were better than we're giving him credit for. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, you know, we're we're actually running out of time here, uh, and we'll have, probably have to save this conversation for another day. Uh, but speaking of pools, you and I were talking about this up in the press box last night as it relates to the Carolina Hurricanes and the pool of candidates for the next Carolina Hurricanes Hall of Fame induction. You know, Justin Williams goes in this week. Cool scene, great speech. Stinks that they lost that game. I know that Rod Brindamore talked about how they how they really wanted that one for Justin against his old team. X Y Z. And Joe and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. You know, knowing the rules, Eric stalls the most obvious next player to go in, but there are limitations in when he can go do that. So I feel like. And you're on you're on this committee, so I don't know how much you can say and what you can say. But I do feel like after you've got the obvious choices, it's time for a contributor. And the contributor should be, at the very least, Jim Rutherford, former general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, I, I you know, I do have to be careful what I say. Um, but I do think it's it's within the bounds of obviousness to say that I think there is a demarcation between the players who have gone in and sort of the next tier of eligible players. Um, you know, I, you know, when where Eric Stahl is eligible, I think he's an obvious one. Um, I, I still think that there's players in the sort of previous era of the club pre 2006, um, Jeff O'Neill, Arthur Zerbe, who are worth uh, uh, considerable sort of consideration to be the next player in. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a slam dunk that it's Eric Cole necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um but I think obviously he's an obvious candidate as well um, because of his role on the, you know, not so much on the 2016 in the playoffs, obviously, but on the 06 team and, and his connection to the franchise. But yeah, I mean, I think it is absolutely time for a contributor, whether that's Peter Carmanos or Jim Rutherford. Um, it's a little trickier with Peter Laviolette, who's still coaching, obviously. Um, be a little awkward to induct him into the Hall of Fame before a game against the Rangers, although I would certainly enjoy the sort of scenery of that. Um but yeah, I mean, I you know, when you have a, a setup where one player goes into the hall each year, this isn't like baseball where any player who gets a certain number of votes or there's a contributor category or any of that. Um, you know, I think the the voting is necessarily going to be biased toward players, but I'd love to see a contributor get in. And and I think there's 
probably a long list of contributors people aren't necessarily thinking about at the top of their head because you know you get into um you know is someone like skip cunningham or chuck caton or uh, you know down the road are we looking at carolina hurricanes hall of famer chopper harrison i mean i know that's a deep cut but <laughs> there are people in the history of the franchise don mcmillan um donnie mack there are people in the history of franchise who played an essential role in what that club became today uh who deserve to be honored even even in death and and i i, I hope someday we get around to some of those people they can hear you in the locker room luke luke to columnist news and observer all right man we appreciate the time we'll talk to you later you guys Big thanks to Luke DeCock for hanging out with us here on Ovi's and Julio. And big thanks to State Farm, Matt Davis. Give him a call directly at 919-779-8277. InsureGarner.com is the website. VOGinsurance.com is another website you can use that will redirect you there. Kind of like OG Triangle Media will redirect you to donations. But in this case, where you'll be giving us money with a donation. We're helping you save money. Matt Davis wants to put money back in your pocket that maybe you can give to us in a donation. I'm just saying, just a, just a mere suggestion. I like that circle but of yeah, life. Call Matt Davis today to save money on your insurance. Yeah, do yourself a favor. 919-779-8277. A real person in a real office on Aversboro Road is going to answer the phone. And then you're going to have a real conversation to save yourself money. Mm-hmm. Auto insurance, home insurance, maybe your pet insurance all kinds of needs all kinds of coverage matt davis state farm 919-779-8277 also big thanks to homefield apparel check them out homefieldapparel.com homefield's got great vintage inspired throwback tees for all your favorite schools as we're now in the meat of the college basketball season use that promo code og23 to save 15 percent off your order do what our friend mark wood did saw him on the concourse yeah last night had his home field jacket on and I said, oh, oh, man, that is very nice. He goes, and I thank you for the discount. And I said, yes, sir. Love it. OG 23, save yourself 15%. And then once you buy one thing from Homefield, mm-hmm. you will realize the outstanding quality of it. And you're like, man, I need more of this stuff. I need another hoodie. I need something else. Which I'm actually getting close to buying another hoodie. And there will be all <laughs> kinds of discounts coming your way. So go check them out. It's homefieldapparel.com. You know, I should send that promo code to Jay Williams to see if he wants to buy some UNC throwback gear, since apparently he wants to transfer to North Carolina, Joe. But now, look, we've spent a good chunk of time talking about State today and Wake from last night's spicy game. I don't expect a spicy contest tonight between the Tar Heels and the Cardinals. But you're going to be there. Yeah, 9 o'clock. Let's go, baby. So, <laughs> last night. Jay, Jay Williams was trending this morning when I woke up. I'm like, oh, okay, what did Jay Williams say? You know, because look, I I've known Jay for a long time. Yeah. Jay is an awesome dude, but I will admit, and I will tell Jay that sometimes I'm like, why did you say that out loud? And that apparently happened last night. Him and Boog Shambi were doing a game and they were coming out of the break and they were talking about the portal. And apparently Jay had an interesting answer related to who he would go, where he would transfer today. If he were playing today. I know hey, this is this is a tough one because I I don't know if I'll be allowed to go back home. Are you about okay. to say North Carolina? I just like the way they play. Wow, it's a it's a fast paced style of play. Yes. I like it. They oh allow R.J. Davis to go. Holy cow! What? 
No. <laughs> a little bit of context. A little bit of context. Jay, actually, when I'm hearing that, I wanted to go Jay Williams, you know, Coach K final game where he was doing the time. I call a timeout. Call a timeout. I wanted to call a timeout on Jay. Like, no, 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 buddy, buddy, buddy. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are we going to have to resurface the fact that you grew up being a Carolina fan? Are we going to have to tell the story again about how the way the recruitment process worked out? It was a full, uh, you know, just a full plate over at UNC. And that's how you ended up. At, I mean, are we, are we doing this again? Come on, man. You won a national championship with Duke. You're an all-timer at Duke. What are we doing here? All based on the style of play as though in the portal era, that has something to do with it. You know what Duke's really good at? They got a general manager. You know what Duke's also really good at? Putting money in your pocket. You know, with all the big, you know, enterprise things that they've got going on right now. But I thought that was an interesting answer from Jay Williams last night, Joe. Not, uh, not rivals. <laughs> That's all I could think about. Not rivals. I mean, you would never like no. a, a Carolina player would never be like, I want to go play for state. No. Right? No, that would never happen. Come on. Well, you know, that's there's mutual there's there's mutual respect between the two schools. Yeah, that, and that's always and hang, what Joel Berry's point yes. has been. Yes. I was recruited by both schools. I know all these guys. They were recruited by both schools. We, we all, all know together. each other. We, we all, partied yeah. together. We there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. a very gentlemanly rivalry, Joe. It is. But sometimes is. people want a little sizzle to their rivalries, which is why the NC State Carolina one is entertaining. And so I yeah, I don't know why Jay would choose violence there uh, to himself. I don't get it. Uh, that's I'm going to have to hit him up, man. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, or maybe it's on Boog for bringing it up. I don't know. Maybe it was a conversation they were having you know, during the break. He also and seems Shami, to be putting Sh- himself in the, in the present tense. Yeah, because he also said in the, in, back in the day, he said he would have gone to Georgetown. Okay. Because he wanted to be a part of that yeah. and everything else, which, I mean, makes sense. I could see that. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. But in the present tense. St. John's, Syracuse, Georgetown all had amazing guards. I could see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, growing up in Jersey, the way that he did. Although, yeah. you know, it's funny, though, with Carolina, it does kind of get to your overall point about in terms of best college jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carolina remains the best college job. Yes. You know, now, you know, you just got to you just got to go ahead and, and, and do what you can with having the best college job and take advantage of it, which is what North Carolina seems to be doing right now. You know, we've spent a good chunk of time talking about the big four and it's good to see, you know, the, the four teams atop the standings. But I think you and I would both agree that Carolina has elevated itself a tier above yeah. Duke State and Wake Forest. Yeah. Duke's the one that probably has the yellow flags going on right now. Struggling against Georgia Tech twice, losing to Georgia Tech and then struggling to put him away. Injury issues and everything else. Um, so Carolina Horse, horses for courses, I think, for Duke in that particular case. Sometimes you struggle against teams. You, you can't explain it. One other thing uh, before we get to some Hey Joe questions, uh, as we are kind of, are we getting to Hey Joe questions or are we getting out of here on some Hey no, Joe we questions? We will get out of here on Hey Joe questions, okay. but we're not there yet. I, I can't mark off the bingo card if you don't do it correctly. We're not there yet, though, Joe. I- we're moving on. Teams are checking off the boxes with all their interviews, and I'm I'm appreciating listeners seeing it. By the way, yes. you see it now. The Atlanta Falcons just put out a tweet with actual content saying, "You know, we've completed interviews with these seven guys," and it looks like a YouTube thumbnail. It's every single coach they've talked to, which includes Jim Harbaugh, Jimmy Joe. Football, Jim Harbaugh in the mix for the Atlanta Falcons after they've interviewed. Bill Belichick, which is intriguing to say the least. Gosh, they're going to be disappointed if they don't get one. 
if they get jabroni, uh, you know, NFL assistant brutal. number 68. Woo. It's just absolutely You can't brutal. tease me that way, right? Like you just have to, well, if you're going to hire a no name, just hire a no name. Don't be like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we talked to, mm-hmm. you know, Bear Bryant and uh, Vince Lombardi. <laughs> oh, well, okay. We did a seance. We did all these <laughs> things. We actually, we talked, we talked to the spirits. All the land on Arthur Smith's uh, play caller. Like, oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe uh, we, as of this recording, we still don't know the future of Mike McCarthy. I mean, we, we, we don't officially, but now but speaking of the, uh, speaking of the future, I wanted to get into the NFL for a quick technology talk. Oh, yes. Quick technology talk. It's a conversation that we had 20 years ago. So the Kansas City Chiefs Miami Dolphins game was on Peacock on Saturday. And a lot of people were upset about this, that they put a wild card game essentially behind a paywall. If you wanted to watch the game, you had to sign up for the NBC Comcast streaming service, which, you know, you can get into the merits of whether or not it's successful or not. But the point is, These networks, these media outlets view the NFL as the way to get people to subscribe. Just like Amazon viewed a Thursday night football package exclusively on Prime as a way to keep people on the app to watch stuff. And of course, as I've always always said this about Amazon, they want all your information. They want to know what you watch, how often you watch it, what teams you're into, so that when you log into Amazon, doesn't everybody want your information? Isn't that what? Pretty much. That's what it's all about. Isn't that where we are? That's what it's all about. So we got numbers on the NBC Peacock game, streaming only, and on over the air in local markets, Kansas City and Miami. And when I saw the number, Joe, I went, we are screwed. The future is here, man. It's finally here. It averaged 23 million viewers on Peacock, local NBC affiliates, NFL Plus, according to data from Nielsen Media Research. This is a big deal. I cannot stress enough how big of a deal this is. And it's the and the reason why so many sports fans had had this visceral visceral reaction to the game being on a streaming service and not on ESPN, not on a broadcast network. It's because it's a very specific paywall that is different from cable, which is a bundle. This is a specific service and I think seeing it like this, it it just we can all see the future and in the future is going to be more expensive because the networks go, Oh, we see what you will and won't pay for. And we've got this big event and John Skipper, the former head of ESPN has said this before. And he has repeated it with his guy, Dan Levitard multiple times that if they could put the Super Bowl on pay-per-view, they would. And most of us would pay for it. And this right here is the first crack. This is the first crack in the wall. And a lot of executives are going to see this and go, huh, okay, let's see what else we can put on the streaming service to get people to pay up for it, right? And I said specific paywall because what's funny is that you do pay for cable. You know, when 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 Monday Night Football moved to ESPN, right, there was this big like, oh my goodness, it's how it's on cable. Not everybody has cable. At that point in time, when they moved it over to ESPN, cable was in 110 million homes. If you wanted to watch Monday Night Football, if you were that hardcore of a football fan or even a casual, you'd find it because most cable services had ESPN. But not everybody has Peacock, Joe. I had, I think I have a free Peacock account because I wanted to watch some episodes of like Battlestar Galactica or The Office, but I didn't sign up for So this. there are no new ideas. No. Number one. No. Um, the English Premier League does this. Mm-hmm. 
So that you and I, when I say we talked about this 20 years ago, literally 20 years ago, talked about how we thought the NFL would go to the HBO, original HBO model of pay for play. Yeah. You 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 don't need cable, you just need this app, you download it, you watch us, you pay per month. Mm-hmm. I and WWE is the one who did it instead of the NFL to to mixed results, right? Yeah, it was yeah, we had some mixed results. I, I think the NFL is the one that could pull it off. Now, how much are these networks that are completely now when I say networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, their success is completely, is totally and completely reliant on two things, Mm -hmm. election money and NFL money. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things they are. They cannot live without Mm -hmm. cannot. How desperate will those networks get? That's the question. They're already desperate enough to pay them billions to have NFL games on over the air. To your point, NBC paid $110 million for that game, for that game to put it on a paywall. That's how desperate they are to, to, to bulk up these streets. You talk about desperation. How can we carve out our niches to make sure that people are going to our platforms? Mm-hmm. That's how they do it. Well, now we see ESPN is partnering with the NFL or are they working on a so, potential partnership? About that, uh, the New York Post reported late last week that the NFL is looking to buy a stake in ESPN. Uh, Andrew Marchand reported it as advanced talks to the point where the NFLPA was informed of this stake because of how it would reflect in the collective bargaining and money being output and everything else, right? So according to Marshan of the New York Post, ESPN would run the NFL media arm. and which NFL already Network, exists. Which already exists. NFL yeah. Network, Red Zone, all that kind of stuff. ESPN would absorb that. There's no telling if the NFL Network would still exist in this or all this stuff ends up going on ESPN+. Plus. Because remember, yeah. ESPN's trying to soak up all this stuff you see this with the college football playoff rights, too. It looks like they're going to pay a lot of money to keep the college football playoff away from everybody. So you see where this is going, because, you know, how many sporting events do you think are big enough for a paywall? Right. Ninety percent of them are NFL related. So, I mean, of course, we- of course, ESPN wants the NFL to buy a stake because 90 percent of what you watch for these big events that people would go out of their way to do. Is NFL related? I would note that we pay a monthly vig to watch the Hurricanes on Valley Sports. Yeah, Valley Sports. Yeah, that's true too. But it's on a very, very small level compared to what. That's why I said like ninety percent. Because think about it, college football playoff would probably eat up the rest of that percentage. You know, let's say eighty percent. Let's say eighty percent is NFL. F around and find out. Let's see, maybe ten percent is college football playoff. I mean, <laughs> we'll I don't see. know. I mean, dude, did you watch? Did, we'll see. When you watched on Monday night, did you not notice the commercials for the SEC? From Which ESPN and ABC. I, I the, did not watch a ton of the, the Tampa Eagles game. I was at the Canes game for Okay, so during that and, during that Tampa Eagles game, they spent a lot of time promoting the upcoming season of SEC football. Mm-hmm. The ACC did not get any of this. No. So ESPN kind of indicating to you what their priorities are, what they're going to invest in. So this is not great news. This is not great news for other sports. If you're not the NFL, if you're not the SEC, this is probably not great news. Is there no trickle down to like our our program? Let's take for example, mm. we're super local. Yeah, so people are a part of our audience because they want super local. Yes. Well, uh, if you're sitting here telling me I have to pay ESPN to watch 
the SEC jammed mm-hmm. down my throat. Well, I want something where I can pay to watch NC State in North Carolina and Duke and Wake Forest. They'll still keep that. I think what you're getting at isn't is, that what the ACC network is? Don't I pay for the ACC network? Don't I? You do as part of a bundle. I think okay. the ACC network is going in the direction that I called three, four years ago. In that it's going to end up being a tab on the app. It's not going to be its own linear network with its sure. own programming. Which, by the way, that's another thing that'll eventually go away because ESPN is buying up all this stuff and ESPN wants to go standalone in 2025 or 2026 standalone, meaning you're, I just have an ESPN app and you're going to pay 40, 50 bucks a month mm-hmm. because why would you pay that? You ultimately pay that because you want to watch the games. You're paying that to watch actual events, not necessarily watching first take. Interesting that the old model of pay-per-play mm-hmm. pay-per-view, no ads. Oh, they're going to, that, that was no. the point. They're that gonna, was the point. But they're still going to jam ads down your Remember throat. Remember HBO originally when it was a cable channel? Yes. You paid for it because there were no ads. Well, you were specifically paying for the content. I, I believe if I'm still watching, I don't watch any HBO shows right now, but there's still no ads on HBO. Still no right? ads because HBO is still a cable channel that does not have ads. But like Amazon, right? The whole, the whole value proposition of Amazon Prime. When you watch an Amazon game, there's ads, right? No, I'm talking about they're doing it with the shows now too. Okay. Yeah. Netflix also has ads now. The whole the whole value proposition okay. of Netflix was yeah. you pay us nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. Watch whatever you want. Now they've got another tier that I pay for, which is like six ninety nine or seven ninety nine, which gives you ads. So they still need ads for the growth to supplement all these other things. So don't act like ads are going away. Ads will very again, Amazon just announced that, oh, by the way, we're introducing an ad free tier to Prime. Oh, interesting. This is some NCAA mind games here. Speaking We're of We're not going to pay the employees. <laughs> Speaking of ads. But you are. You don't have to pay for us because we have great sponsors like Breeze Through. Go check them out. Locations across the Triangle and North Carolina. But for our purposes, there are some key locations that help us out all the time. There's the PNC Arena location. There's the McDee's through on High House and, of course, a location out in Tra- in Chapel Hill. And were you fueled up on Breeze Through Coffee yesterday? Is that why you stayed awake, Joe? I was feeling good. I stopped in before the game. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I needed gas, too. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. I think sometimes we forget that they have gas. This is true. <laughs> important element yeah, to the key. business model. Kind of key. Gas <laughs> gas, kind of important. So head on over to Breeze Through. Go check them out. We thank them for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio, just like we thank Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. After you get your gas and you're running all over the place, you're like, I don't have time. I just don't have time to cook. Don't worry. It's Butcher's o- Market has it. Yeah, it's the OG special. Go to Lake Boone, get some prepared food, mm-hmm. go to the Breeze Through, get your coffee, then go to the game. You're done. You're in. Get your steak and cheese. Get your coffee. You're in. Or on your way back, let's say this Saturday, right? There's a noon game. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Game's over. You know, I love a noon special. You go to Breeze (laughs) to get your morning coffee. Mm -hmm. You leave. You drop by that Lake Boone location at Butcher's Market. Get yourself some signature steak tips. If you haven't done that yet, for real, what are we doing? Seems like an easy peasy thing for me. All right. Let's get out of here. On some Hey Joe questions. I'm going to create the bingo card. And I'm going to put it on the wall. So each day that I can check it off. <laughs> don't, don't make me cough. I'm, I'm struggling with the cough, man. Don't make me cough, man. It's allergies. <laughs> it is allergies, Joe. It is allergies. Uh, big, big, pre-pandemic allergies. <laughs> big thanks to Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out in Raleigh. OakwoodPizzaBox.com. Is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. <laughs> they are open.
All right, to Daniel on Twitter <laughs> so is Mr. Is Mr. Tepper somewhere throwing water at the TV as he watches CJ Stroud? Yeah, he's probably throwing something stronger than water at the TV watching CJ Stroud do this thing. It's hard. Uh, I'm telling you that in my Seinfeld episode, he goes and he's he gets Jackie Childs and he sues the creators of the S2 test for <laughs> taking them off of the CJ Stroud <laughs> scent. Brutal. From Gary, from a strictly I want to enjoy sports every week standpoint, UNC should head straight to the Big 12 when the ACC breaks apart. Football competitive top to bottom, but no year in, year out behemoths. Hoops is strong. Baseball, yes, please. You know how I feel about this. I, I do think ESPN is going to break up the ACC. Ultimately, I do think they are going to put a handful of teams in the Big 12. I do not think North Carolina will be one of those teams. I, I do think it is fait accompli that North Carolina ends up in the Big Ten. From Darwin, Jim. Hey, Joe, if I bought this for you, do you think you'd still be able to do a show with Jillio or would you be too focused on this? Oh, Jim, this is oh, so good. Oh, it's an Aaron Rodgers. I really now want head. to clear out the space behind you one day and have you just come in with that Aaron Rodgers fat head <laughs> as, your, as your sole background piece. Aaron Rodgers hasn't taken credit for Jordan Love, has he? I'm sure that's coming. He didn't. He didn't go Homer Simpson style into the hedge and then come out with his his old Packers gear, right? He's not, he hasn't done that yet. Because that would be funny if he did. I want to see him on McAfee's show doing that. Look, man, it's just I've been screaming for years what that dude was about. I'm just happy that people are finally starting to see it. That's all. Uh, from the Goomy, do you think the importance of a quarterback is inflated due to how football games are broadcast? The viewing experience in stadium highlights way more about the whole game than TV and the shots of a quarterback throwing to unknown routes. Thanks. The simple answer to that is yes. This is probably a conversation we can get into a little bit more tomorrow on, on the live show. Cause you notice the reaction as we get further away from the dolphins being bounced from the Cowboys being bounced to me, the Cowboys is a simple thing. Mike McCarthy's your head coach. And this is what happens. Hard stop with the dolphins. It's about, all right, how do you get over the finesse tag that's been given to you with all the data that we have, we now have that when it gets tough for the dolphins, they don't have another way to win. The reason why I always double down on the chiefs is that they, you talk, you, we were talking about roles earlier. The chiefs know what they are now. They're not trying to be something they're not. And they've now become a defense first ball control team that also happens to have the best quarterback in the game right now. What more could you ask for? What, honestly, what oh, more have, could you ask They have for? the best coach, too. There's that, too. So I still think, based on how Kansas City is playing, they will beat the Bills this weekend because the Bills are They are more, still the Bills. They're still the Bills, and they're still known to be mistake-prone, which is something that you don't necessarily see out of the Chiefs down the stretch. Okay? So mm -hmm. just something to keep in mind. But the reaction has been, well, you got to throw that quarterback out. It's, it's time to move on from Dak Prescott. Is it? You know what? You know, Tua Tagovailoa. I've seen enough. Like his future with the Dolphins, it's it's time to draft another quarterback. It, is it? I mean, because when things are running hot, he can run it pretty well. But maybe you know, get a more robust run game. You know, maybe hopefully stay healthy. Those types of things. Yeah, I mean, find different ways I, to I win. Think Miami's problems stem from losing both of their defensive ends. Yeah, you can't win a slog it out game without Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Hard stop that. there. Okay. So they're a different team. So I'm willing to get a little bit more on that side. 
The DAC issue is what Cam said. He is a manager. There's nothing He's wrong not with a that. He, he, There is not. Dak's reluctance to run the football to me is the biggest issue with him. I'm watching that game against Green Bay, and he's trying to score 30 points on every play. It's like, no, pick up the first down, get some positive yardage, you know, do a little something with your feet because you can. Mm-hmm. I like the brainwashing of some of these quarterbacks where they have they they try to convince them that you have to stay in the pocket. You have to throw the ball. You're not allowed to make plays with your feet. What what do we see at a playoff Josh Allen? Oh, oh, look at that. You know, we we saw this at Clemson too with Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson and, and Trevor Lawrence all of those years. Oh, yeah. When you're playing Boston College, sling the thing around the yard. Yeah, man. Playing Ohio State, Alabama. Guess what? Quarterback has to be a difference maker, has to be somebody who runs the football and, and, and extends drives and picks up and makes big plays. That's what Cam Newton did his whole career. And, and that's, you know, we talked about this, how he was right. Yeah, he I mean, was right. Talk about you want to give people their flowers this week. Give them to Cam Newton. He was right. He was absolutely right. And we'll get out of here on this last one from Sir Shaughnessy. Curious as to how much you post on other sites versus Twitter. Twitter reported highest traffic ever just recently. Okay. I'm going to set aside for the fact I'm going to set aside the fact that I don't trust numbers from technology companies. (laughs) Never trust numbers from tech companies. Okay. (laughs) They'll find the one way to make it look like everything is great. No, 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 no. I will say this as I've spent less time on Twitter and more time on Instagram threads, YouTube, et cetera. Last night's a prime example of this. Twitter still gets you when something's happening live. And as much as I've tried to hang out sporting on th- events, sporting yeah. events, as yep. much as I've tried to hang out on threads, and I do spend a lot of time there just kind of aggregating news, seeing what's going on, you know, just kind of consuming, right? During a game, it's not, you can't replicate it. It's it's all there. If you want to get a sense and get in on the jokes and here's stuff the like clip that, too. here's the clip. Yep, It's all still there on Twitter. So what I found myself doing in the last month or so is on game days, game nights, I'll have Twitter up. You know, like when I'm not posting to social, I'm not posting clips, here's the link to the podcast, that kind of stuff. When I'm not, you know, that's most of my day on Twitter these days. But for game days, yeah, Twitter's up, man. Because yeah. nothing, they, nothing has replaced that. And that's tough to give up because you get a lot of information from people. And here's the other thing. Sometimes it's just fun to make jokes. <laughs> it's that simple, man. Doesn't have to be rocket science. It really doesn't. Just like this podcast doesn't have to be rocket science. It's going to wrap it up. We will see you live. OG live. Presented by Sleek Fleet. Sleek-fleet.com. We'll see you at 2 o'clock on YouTube. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.